Have you ever heard of like generational curses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I we think, talk about that all the time mm-hmm. on this podcast. I think those are real, but I also think generational blessings are real mm-hmm. because my parents got married super young. They've been married for 27 years. Wow. Um, they got married super young, had two kids. He well, he got into the Navy, and he did a couple times, got out, and then they went from there trying to figure out like how life goes, you know? And I think that's a generational blessing my family has is the ability to find love at an early age. Welcome to the Bliss Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast and please enjoy the show. So welcome back to the podcast. Today we have an amazing guest. She's a singer and songwriter based in the Bay Area, California. She currently has an EP available called Civil Disobedience. It's streaming on all major platforms. Her art vlog can be found on her Instagram page at Marisha underscore Ashanti. She is currently creating a program to bring diverse readership into a website called goodreads.com. No matter what the project, Marisha intends to heal her community as she continues to heal herself. Welcome to the podcast, Marisha Ashanti. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for being here. We appreciate having you here. Um, I just met you uh, a few (laughs) few minutes ago, and I can already love your energy, right? (laughs) Yeah. So um, we always start the podcast with kind of getting to know the person, because I feel like if they get to know your story, like how you grew up, where you come from, they can really connect with you. For sure. So did you grow up, where'd you grow up at? So I grew up in uh, Orange Park, Florida. I always like to reference like 10... 10 minutes out of Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, Duval. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's more like Clay County. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> you're like, no, Clay, right? Yeah, you know, you're yeah. not going to go there, you know? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but yeah, um, suburban kid coming out of uh, Orange Park, Florida, uh, Navy brat. Uh, I was actually born in San Diego, uh, but I really didn't spend much time there. All my okay. family, uh, everything I know is pretty much in uh, Orange Park, Jacksonville, Florida area. Okay. Yeah. So Navy brat. Yeah, I'm a Navy brat. What was it like growing up as a Navy brat? Um, you know, I think that's why I can keep things, you know, pretty pretty much copacetic. Shout out to Lovey. Uh, I think I can keep things, you know, uh, pretty much copacetic anywhere I go. Okay. Um, I can, you know, adapt, adapt and overcome pretty well. Okay. And I think that's got a lot to do with me being a Navy brat. But I think also, I wasn't really a Navy brat for long. My dad did a couple terms and then he was out. Okay. Uh, once he was stationed in Jacksonville, because that's what most of my family is anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when your dad? left the military i was pretty young i was like i wasn't even in double digits yet oh okay yeah mm. okay but i am a firm believer like the things that happen to you whether or not you remember them or not affect how you function as an adult 100 mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. um they say that uh, from age zero to seven that's when your subconscious is created mm. so anything that happens in those first seven years is actually super super important facts yeah and our subconscious controls 80 to 90 percent of our decisions mm. that we do every day like on autopilot wow so you're absolutely yeah. right about huh. that yeah yeah <laughs> Learn something every day. there you go right <laughs> yeah check out joe dispenza he talks about like some conscious yeah. minds and stuff like that oh man yeah. yeah i don't know if i'm ready <laughs> yeah. i don't know what's behind there like yeah. <laughs> but yeah you'll be ready it is a good. So, do you have any siblings? Uh, yeah, I got one brother, one older brother. Shout out to uh, Mario Robinson, MJ Robinson. Okay, my hero. That's, oh, my, that's my. That's exciting. My how, how much older is he? Uh, man, don't put me on the spot. I just told you my oh. best friend. I don't know his age. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's definitely. Um, my is he older a lot brother. older? A lot older? Let's see. Gosh. Okay. So I think he's eight years older than me. Eight years older. Okay. I think he's. I think he may be eight. 
six to eight years. Let's go mm. six to eight. Okay. Years. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's a pretty good range, right? Yeah, six yeah. to eight. Give or take. I think he's six to eight years older than me, but he's always been like, you know, my inspiration, yeah. my best friend. Um, in, in terms of like, you know, I was always that annoying little sister. Okay. Um, he always put up with me. Always forced. I was always forced on him. He had no choice. Oh, wow. to this day. Yeah, <laughs> but that's good. You know, that's good that he actually took on the role of a good big brother. You know oh I mean? yeah, my brother was my brother was was uh by no means a traditional big brother in terms of like you know burly and stocky because yeah. my brother's uh pretty short. He a man, but you mm-hmm. know he's pretty short. My whole family pretty short. Um, but my brother was always there for me in terms of uh, emotional support. That's great. Dude. My brother was always there for me in terms of like. Um, being honest and being real with me, I could yeah. always depend on him to like sell it to me straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I learned I learned a lot of my professionalism. I learned a lot of my um, artistic drive and perfection from him. Wow. Yeah. So he was kind of like a, a father figure and a brother. Would you say? Well, you know, I, I'm a suburban kid, so I had a mom, had a dad, had a brother. I had all roles pretty much filled, uh, but my brother served a special role because he just was. Uh, he was he was always a constant for me. They were always a constant for me, um, but my brother was just always there. We were always vibed. We were always he always had my back, even if I didn't necessarily have his as a yeah. kid snitching and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but he always had me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's great. Though. Just a good big brother. Was that's it like a- moving away from from your family? Um, it's different, especially since like uh, they they're pretty much my friends. Mm. Those are my friends. Like when I go home, that's who I go see. With the exception of like two. Two other people, those are my friends. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard. But then again, I'm an army wife or was an army wife. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of used to, you know, moving forward mm-hmm. regardless of who's with me at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and still keeping uh, lines that are important to me open. So, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was hard, but it did it. I did it. That's a pretty valuable uh, point there, too, though, because I guess being a part of an army, a Navy brat, you know, or just military in general, you guys are always moving. Yeah. Right? And uh, you said it taught you how to move forward, but never lose touch with yeah, for with, sure. With you know where you come from, stuff like that, or yeah. your family and stuff. Like that. That's that's pretty important. So, how long ago did you move from from Florida to to here? So I moved from Florida in 2014 to El Paso, Texas, with my husband. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, he was in the army, and we picked up and we just moved there. And then um, he he did one term. So 2017, we moved back to Jacksonville. And he actually went overseas to Guam for a little while. Okay. Yeah, he's uh he's an engineer, so he deals in all different types of types of things. I think he's a spy. Oh, okay. In real life, he just <laughs> hasn't told yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for good reason. We I, can't say that. Yeah, though. right. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, scratch that. Scratch that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, I think it was 2019 we moved. At the end of 2018, so January 1st, 2019. We moved to um, con- we moved to Fairfield, mm-hmm. California. Okay. I um, mean, we lived in a hotel for about three months. Wow. We picked, that's all we had was our clothes on our back, and then um, three months later we found a house in Walnut Creek that we rented out. And okay. We've been there ever since. So, what made you guys move back to Cal or to California? Sorry. Uh, so he found a job here, okay. and we stayed here just because it. I feel like California is one of those places where you either you know, you 
go big or you go home. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, and yeah. we kind of just hit the ground running. Yeah. I kind of started making music. I started going to open mics first. Yeah. And those open mics turned into like people asked me to go places. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then those going places went from like Oakland then out into like the East Bay and then from the East Bay into like Richmond and then Richmond and the like Berkeley. And I think I made my way all the way up to like Napa at this point and all the way as, uh, as south as um, like South LA. Um, so yeah, I've, 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 I've been around the block a little bit over That's- these almost three years. That's that's cool. So, is he still doing engineering? Uh, no, actually, he's a full time entrepreneur now. We actually um starting a business in two thousand and twenty, um, mm-hmm. Mass Logistics, mutually uh mutually assured successful services. Um, it's a trucking company based in okay. Florida. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys are in California, but your company's based in Florida. That's how you make money, man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's how you make the money, yeah. okay. man. So what what made uh you guys decide to go into trucking? Um, money. Money? Yeah, okay. money. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, when you had the money and you had the connections, I think when I got here in California, I started getting into stocks and things of that nature. Then mm-hmm. once I start, mm-hmm. you know, having a little room to play with it, I kind of wanted to <clears throat> pull it out of the stocks and more so pull into something I could physically touch. Yeah. And we started getting connections. And then before we knew it, we had a trunking company. But we always kind of, we kind of like that. It was like, you want to do it? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's go. So, so you guys are like a team. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That, that's, for sure. That's powerful. I and mean, that's how most relationships should be right yeah Yeah. by far not perfect but that is definitely my partner in crime yeah um, what's what's the opposite of crime uh success yeah my partner in crime and success there you go (laughs) yeah i I sense that vibe ever since i I met you too you guys can just joke around it's just so natural and you guys have been together for for a long time uh we got yeah. married gosh joe you make me look bad we got yeah. married no i'm just saying it's it's very <laughs> successful and someone like me i really admire that Thank you know you. and i don't have a relationship like that so that's why i always look up to to my friends i was like you guys been together for how long like wow you know how'd you guys do it like Thank you know you. what i'm saying how long have you guys been together so we got married in 2013 but we knew each other since 2000 and Ten, then we started dating two thousand and eleven. I don't want to get them in trouble, you know. Dates, dates, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We started. We, I think we, we got married for sure two thousand and thirteen. So um, that's the that's the date I count basically. Yeah. So seven years, mm-hmm. seven years. How'd you guys meet? Um, we met at a a Future Business Leaders of America conference. Ah, so you guys were already entrepreneurial. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, running uncontested as president, and we had like a mutual friend, and um, I was ignoring him. Ah, you know. that's why. See, he, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he made him want. He was chasing. Yeah, I, I was ignoring him because you know, I don't do well with you know toxic male energy. You know, when you think you you big shit popping, yeah, you yeah. kind of like you kind of exude that energy for a minute. He may have been, but I wasn't yeah. gonna tell him. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> so my friend said, "Isn't she cute?" And he was like, "Yeah, she's cute in the ugly girl kind of way." And I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> like, it really set me off because I was big shit popping back. Yeah. Then. So I was like, "Wow, wait a minute!" Yeah. You know. And ever since then, I blinked and I was married. I was like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute!" Yeah. But that's kind of wow. how it went. He got you with that line. Yeah, huh? yeah. He, it's like reverse. Yeah, yeah reverse, reverse psychology. psychology. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want you, and he was like, "I don't want you." I was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah. <laughs> That's not the response I expected. Well, yeah. Wait a minute. You do want me. Yeah. And I want you. Let's stop playing. Yeah. That's hilarious. Here we are. That's exciting. Yeah, that's my boo. So um, you say he's military, right? Yeah, he's out of the military now. Do you think because you grew up as a military kid that you kind of were attracted to military or it just kind of happened that way? Oh, not at all. Oh, not at all. Um, I think because I was a military kid, I think that I think um, 
I think I'm built for that. And I really do believe in like attraction, the law of attraction, the yeah. things mm. you attract, yeah. things that you are built for. I think I'm built for that lifestyle. Okay. Everybody not built to be an army wife. Everybody not built to be like a, a um, in relationships with service members because it's yeah. a different beast. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think I was built like that. And I just think, I think I got, I, I, I need, have you ever heard of like generational curses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I we think, talk about that all the time mm-hmm. on this podcast. I think those are real, but I also think generational blessings are real mm-hmm. because my parents got married super young. Yeah. They've been married for 27 years. Wow. Um, They got married super young, had two kids. He well, he got into the Navy and he did a couple times, got out, and then they went from there trying to figure out like how life goes, you know? And I think that's a generational blessing my family has is the ability to find love at an early age. That's a powerful generational blessing, to be yeah. honest. You know? That's a good hashtag, yeah. generational blessing. Yeah, I, good, just, right? I just wrote that down. Because <laughs> you know? one of the things about the podcast is, and just in general from my life, I want to break the generational curses in my family, but I also like to bring uh, people on that are breaking generational curses yeah. in their family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I never heard the generational blessings. Blessings. Yeah. It's always another end of the spectrum. hundred yeah. percent, right? Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah, so that's awesome. So, hey, man, you guys you guys heard it here. Uh, <laughs> generational blessings mm-hmm. on the Bliss Seekers podcast. Yeah. By the way, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Make sure you like, hit that like button, and make sure you hit the notification bell because it really helps us out. Thanks. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, getting back to it. So, generational blessings, right? Yeah. Any other other generational blessings you think you have you know that your family has um let's see hmm, that's a good question um well yeah i think another generational blessing that my family has is um we are very loving that's we good. feel with a lot a lot of love mm-hmm. a lot of love like you come you come home if you were to come home with me if joe was to come home with me they'd be like what's your name yeah. hey family and oh, that, wow. that's it that's mm-hmm. it for them like that's it's awesome. all love mm-hmm. so yeah i think i'm generationally blessed with like a lot of love inside of me so much so that like sometimes i don't see the things that's going on around me that's good though i mean <laughs> it's it's yeah. a protective bubble right there just filled with love and energy yeah you always give me the biggest hugs ever yeah. I, I felt that when i first met you yeah too. Like, right? that's good man. i mean and we talked about this i think on the last podcast where when i was young uh, uh you know i'm not very religious but um um, when I was very young, I had someone kind of teach me a little bit about spirituality or yeah. about what God really is. And yeah. so this is, I had an older gentleman who was kind of like a mentor to me. And um, he said his wife was Native American, right? And he said, Isaac, do you know what I believe about God or what God is? And I said, well, I don't know. Tell me. He goes, well, just think about this, right? Like when you're hugging the person you love the most, your spouse, your family, are your eyes open or are they closed? Hmm. They're closed because it's not about the person. Mm-hmm. It's about you allowing the love to to yeah. be released because love mm-hmm. is in all of us, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Except it's blocked by maybe a lot of things, walls that people put up. But I think that's beautiful that your family is just resonating love. So you guys are resonating Thank God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You guys just walking around being God-like because you're just giving love to everybody. Man, God is, God is so good. Have you you ever heard, um, it's off of Big Sean, after, off of that Big Sean album, um, Life is a feeling process. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that. Tell yeah. us about, about to that. listen to that tonight. It was like okay. an intro. It was like an it was like an ex, ex, extra outro. Outro. Me. It was like okay. an outro. And yeah. his, he was talking to his dad, and his dad was like, "Yeah, and I'm a 
I'm a humble motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and I know what I'm talking about. It's like life is a feeling process. Life mm-hmm. is a feeling process. And it really is. Yeah. Like people don't remember your face. Mm-hmm. They may not even remember your name, but they will remember how you made them feel. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That it leaves an imprint on people's souls, how you make them feel. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you 100%. So we're breaking generational curses. <laughs> And increasing generational amplifying. blessings. Mm-hmm. Amplifying. Amplifying. There you go. And amplifying. There you yeah, go. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So um, so you got you got you got married. You guys what what was in San Antonio? Why'd you guys go there? Was it the, the Oh military? we went to El Paso, Texas. El Paso, okay. Yeah, I, I like to call it the uh, armpit of Texas. We went yeah. to El Paso, Texas. Yeah. My mom was born in El Paso. So don't worry. No, no, oh, I'm so not sorry. A bad thing. No, it, we, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So El Paso just add water, right? You know? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, what's that? The Rio Grande is like the only yeah. like water source yeah. there. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Is it that dry? I'm confused. Yeah, it's, it's dry. Yeah. It, it's, it's right like, by the border. It, it's too. in the desert. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like five minutes away from Juarez, Mexico. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, let me backtrack. Let me take my foot out of my mouth. Yeah. El Paso has very beautiful angles to it. And I also was able to find myself in El Paso. Like El Paso was a place where I built a prison of my own making and I had to escape it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like looking at four walls for like five days at a time because you don't want to go nowhere and you don't want to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? El Paso. So you kind of quarantined yourself. Essentially, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Before quarantine was like a thing. Yeah, I was already doing that. And that's not... If you know me now, you know that that's not me to Mm -hmm. even be inside and to like waste time because I hate, I hate wasting time now. But back then, I, I had to fall I had to fall to my lowest in order to be where I am now. And El Paso was like a low, low point for mm. me. Yeah. And I, I thank El Paso for that. I'm grateful for those moments. Yeah. Because now I can seek my bliss with no, <laughs> with no fear. Because I already yeah. know what it feels like to be low. I know what it feels like to be a, prison, a prisoner of my own mind. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Because... You know, we're human beings. A lot yeah. of people go through a lot of things. You know, Oprah been through so much shit yeah. <laughs> when she was younger. Look at her now. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, have faith and continue to love yourself and don't give up. Facts. Simple as yeah. that, you know? So adversity is actually a good thing, depending oh. on how you look at it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I had mentors uh, before. I, you know, I used to be, uh, I, I've been in companies where there's multimillionaires, super successful people, self-made. And there was a guy, he's from Africa, actually. His name is Dr. Martin Quinde. And he said, why do you always try to run from adversity? Because the formula for success is mental toughness meets opportunity yeah. equals wealth. Yeah. He goes, if you don't have any adversity in your life, you're not mentally tough. That's good. You're mentally weak. Yeah. Right? He goes, but if you're mentally tough and you, and you have an opportunity, that equals wealth. Right. So, so, true. so it, I mean, like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So true. It broke you down to build you up and look at you now. Man, I say all the time when you got the juice, <clears throat> you don't really worry about obstacles that's in your way. Yeah. When you, when you understand purpose is, is a powerful thing to walk in your purpose mm-hmm. because the obstacles, obstacles that come your way, they become purposeful themselves. You begin to look at them like, okay, why am I going through this? Yeah. What do I need to do? in order to make it through and also let me save that in the bank for the next time that this happens yeah i so. agree with you yeah I, well i talk about like uh, i realized like turning pain into purpose oh yeah is basically converting dark to light you know everything happens for a reason and yeah. you don't have to stay in the dark you don't mm. have to stay in pain why not turn it into purpose man i just wrote a song <laughs> with a friend and the chorus is i've been chasing demons lately or lately they've been chasing me 
Man. Either way, I'm facing them head on. That's just the way it's got to be. Man, I've been chasing demons lately. Or maybe they've been chasing me. Temporary pain is nothing when you know to let it go. You know? Yeah, no awesome. longer in my company. Mm, like, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, you like, heard it first, <laughs> right yeah. here, people. Yeah, she just flowed right on the podcast, right? Hey, That's a blessing. You said yeah. that yeah. It, was like a, it was like a trigger point, like right? turning pain into purpose. And the purpose is so it's like fuel. And mm. once you recognize how to do it, like you can be unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, you know, I've been through like the spiritual path and like done like ceremonies, ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, I realize we there is a lot of darkness in me and you know other people too and instead of like just pushing it out pushing it out why don't you turn that convert it into light yeah it it works for me i don't know about for other people so, so you, that's where i got it from i definitely agree that there's darkness in all of us mm-hmm. and i think it's to be embraced because i see my darkness as a canvas for god's light in a way and it's just enriching the, the bigger picture of who i am you know mm-hmm. It, like me being an imperfect being and also being a vessel to like say how say what's going on or, or be able to express something someone else wouldn't be able to yeah like that's so enriching for me so i, I embrace yeah. the dark parts of myself yeah what would i be without them like, right right yeah. i like that for sure darkness is a canvas for god's light it really is man oh, that's yeah. beautiful it, it sounds really like is. a poem i mean when you think about it like mm-hmm. these things that we go through and in these dark spaces, we find we we pull we pull from those memories like later on in life. Mm-hmm. And when you think about like the treasures that you have from the adversity that you face, you begin you begin to become grateful for them. Yeah, yeah. It makes life easier when you like stop fighting them and embrace it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you said it best. When you stop fighting it, you start embracing it. It helps you defeat it, right? It, just that simple. Yeah, mm. it, it's not, it's like easier said than done, right? A hundred percent. But but it can be done. Yeah, right? but it can be done. Yeah, and only the strong people can do it. Yeah, or the ones that are willing to face well, you, it. You know, and yeah, that there we go. Because yeah, I want to say strong. We all so have weak points. Yeah. yeah, and I don't consider nobody. Or you may have a weak moment. But you're not built to be weak. Yeah, you weren't good. built to be live in fear. You weren't mm-hmm. built to do as you say. You weren't built. Well, some of us may have built to, been built to follow, but yeah. that's a role. That's a role you should like really fit into. Like yeah. so, I, I just sometimes it's a little, it's a little like baffling for me. Like, is it, you're not weak. You're not weak. You choose to be weak. Mm-hmm. Right. You, that's a stage. That's a phase. But mm-hmm. that's not who you are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. A lot of conditioning there, and if people just seek it out, seek out, like, why am I feeling this way? Start questioning yourself, and you will find answers. Yeah. As soon as you start asking, it will come to you. I've been chasing demons lately. (laughs) Lately, they've been chasing me. Like, sometimes when you look inside yourself, you're chasing those demons inside of you, or maybe, like, sometimes they just pop up on you. You know what I mean? Pop up on you. But either way, if you're ready, it don't matter. Yeah. Either way, if they come in or you come in for them, it Mm. don't matter. Yeah, mm. and then, you know, a lot of times they say life doesn't get easier, you just get stronger. Exactly. Like, like it's not like, oh, you're the only one facing adversity. It's yeah. like everybody is. Mm-hmm. You know everyone what I mean? is. Yeah, and like like you said, everyone's strong, It, but it takes those moments to make you strong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How can you be strong if there's nothing, you know, yeah. you know, challenging you or or, 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 or or breaking you, so to speak? But to build you back up, Facts. stronger. Don't run. Right? right, yeah. Don't run. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then another thing, so I watched this uh, YouTube uh, video 
about the Dalai Lama. So these people got to go to the Dalai Lama and they asked the Dalai Lama, they said, why is there so much anxiety and depression in our society today? Mm-hmm. And this was the, Dal- the Dalai Lama's answer. It's not word for word, but he said, because everybody is thinking about themselves. Mm. The minute you stop thinking about yourself, all the depression and all the anxiety goes away. Mm. When you're thinking about, oh, like, because you're worried about yourself, like social media, mm. um, my life's not like theirs, da 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 He's like, when you switch it, to instead of thinking of yourself, to switching to thinking about others and how you can help others and your and how you can improve others, all of a sudden the the the, the depression, the anxiety goes away because you're not worried about you no more. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's that's pretty powerful. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I want to yeah. watch that. But yeah. um, the same thing with the our mission with the Blue Seekers, we want to help people worldwide. I mean, I probably mentioned it to you, like, uh, I want to start a foundation someday and, you know, uh, help the orphans all over the world, not yeah. just in America. Yeah. So when I think about them, like, man, I could do this, like, just keep going good. and going and going and keep creating. You mm-hmm. So, so you know what I'm saying? When I think about the people, like, I want to help people. <laughs> You specifically can do it. Yeah, for sure. And it gives me that fuel and that drive, that gas. Like, man, like, I want to do podcasts every day. You know, we'll get yeah. there eventually. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just keep creating every single day. And the universe will give it to me. And you don't know who's watching. You don't know yeah. who's watching. Yeah. Just because, I mean, the algorithm, YouTube, <laughs> all, all these social networks, you don't know who's watching. So when you push your content out there, you, and when you put it out there with good intentions and with others in mind and helping others in mind, it's already done what it's needed to do. Regardless of how many views you got, mm-hmm. regardless of the likes, regardless of like you showing up on people's timeline, I guarantee you it's somebody out there who watched that specific episode and was like, damn, I need to go follow my fucking bliss. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 That gets so, me fired up. Yeah. 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 Or if Mike Tyson, you know, watches this, <laughs> Joe Rogan wanna wanna meet us, like, hello. Yeah, yeah you never here. know. Speak it out there. <laughs> you man. never know. Exactly, right? Yeah. You're a powerful being. Thank yeah. you. you. Thank could you. Literally Appreciate do that. Anything you put your mind to. Thank and I you. truly believe that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, I'm big on vision, yeah. right? And the vision has been cast for this podcast, right? Yeah. And I I just wanted to touch on that because I I I watch the views I watch the analytics, but I never get discouraged when it's not where where I feel like we like this should be and all that because I know where we're headed like I know yeah, where where we're going and I have no doubt that this is going to get there you know what I mean yeah. um so I, I I love when you said that because it's not about I mean it is about views and likes but necessary when you're getting started yeah. it's not about that it's about the content the consistency because if you if you have good content it's going to eventually pop you know what i mean Facts. it's going to eventually hit like you said that Facts. right person it's going to go viral and it's going to happen right so i'm fired up that you said that because it's all about vision and it's about belief and i, I believe in this podcast i believe in what we're doing um i we already see it like when our guests come on and just even their family when their family watches the videos mm, they exactly. come back they go Comment. like their family all of a sudden sees them in a different light and they're yeah, like yes they're like wow we never knew that about yes. you yes you know because like imagine this like let's say you just met somebody and you're like hey let me tell you my life story they'd be like really yeah like come on you know <laughs> okay. right. they'd be like really like come on right you know what i mean yeah. um so you know or let's say um you know someone said let's have a two-hour conversation people i don't got i don't got the time for that but you throw on a podcast people you, listen yeah their story 
gets heard, yeah. right? They, they they have a voice, you Facts. know. And I believe uh, everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a voice. You, you don't have to be famous or have done something like you know known to have a story yeah um so that's what i'm super excited about this podcast and what and what we're doing here is that um the vision has been cast right 250 million subscribers that's the goal number one podcast in the world we're gonna have a you know a compound that's gonna have everything creative right and uh and it's going to happen and it's just a matter of time right as long as we put in the work we stay consistent Right, and we don't let outside distractions affect this. It's a wrap. You know what I mean. Yeah. At least for me, I'm I'm in for the long haul. You know yeah. what I mean. And that's what it takes too to be all in. You know, that's so good. Just like your, this is how I know your marriage is going to be successful because you guys are all in from the get go. Oh man, you know what I mean. I'm married. I'm yeah. married. Married. I'm so married. I make other things not seem so married. <laughs> yeah. I'm super married. Yeah, yeah. I'm married. Super married. I'm, yeah. su- I'm super married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's your superpower? Super married. You're married. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. That, yeah. that is kind of like my superpower because. Where I'm, where in the spaces and places like the gaps that I would need help, mm-hmm. he is almost always there. So much to the point where he isn't. I'm like, where are you? Cause like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's 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 about having somebody there that he, he always says, um, I can't tell you to be great and then distract or hinder you from doing that. Yeah. So the fact that he wants to amplify. What I already have going on, it like makes me want to feed that love back into him. Yeah. So that's yeah. a that's a true power power couple, right? Oh, thanks, it. man. You yeah. Make yeah, yeah, power couple <laughs> because you guys are so. It's the same with a relationship or with a team, right? It's like when you have a team or you have a couple, you don't have to worry about your weaknesses. Yeah. Because they fill in the void. Yeah. Right. So you can just focus on what you're good at, or in in a in a partnership. You know, like if you guys truly complete each other, that's the right one. You know, yeah. not necessarily complete each other because someone shouldn't complete you, yeah, but exactly. make each other better. Yeah, you make each sure. other better. Like we're, we're when he's when you're down, he picks you up, and vice versa, and you guys push each other. So, I definitely had no doubt that that's gonna that's you know. that's a solid solid power partnership right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think um another thing too is because I'm like a I'm a Sag I'm a, Scor- okay. I'm a Scorpio on the Sag cuff I'm Scorpio so okay so yeah, yeah I don't I, I'm not I don't take kindly to like ownership yeah um, boundaries uh, I, I see a line I immediately want to cross it yeah so it's, it's just like the don't touch I'm like Ugh. yeah you know so uh, I think it's too like I'm learning the older I get that we do not own anyone mm-hmm. we experience people yeah. so the idea is to experience that person to the fullest degree and, mm-hmm. and how they make you feel how they, how you enjoy them mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you I know like i experience nigel nigel experiences me and in the spaces and places that he wants to be great i use my greatness to amplify his and in the spaces and places places i want to be great he does that vice versa for me yeah and i'm just we just blessed like that yeah that's awesome so it, you said we don't we don't own anyone. We experience that. Yeah, we don't right? own. We don't own people. I love that. That's why people can die, be here, and, and be gone tomorrow. Mm. And you want to hold on to that person so bad, you remember how they made you feel. Right. That's that experience. That right. that's that experience you have ownership to. But that person itself, the machine that makes you feel that way, that person, you don't own them. Yeah. You can never own them. And yeah. when you when that click for you. And they begin to do things that make them happy. You begin to do things that make you happy. It's like, oh, yeah. look, well, as two functioning adults, we're great. So maybe we should function together. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah we, we don't own anyone. 
that's that's awesome and so that it kind of flows exactly with because i believe we're spiritual beings having a human experience yeah so it kind of goes together if you say you just experience them yeah because you guys are sharing the human experience together yeah facts. right but we're spiritual we belong to the universe yeah heaven the earth, the earth yeah. whatever you believe one day you're gonna yeah, be gone yeah you're gonna uh, physically I, yeah physically your earth suit you're just like a plant or so you know how like we see plants uh mm-hmm. outside and we watch them grow mm-hmm. and we watch them wither away mm-hmm. we're just like a plant life is a vapor mm-hmm. here they we, we you're here and then it fades away mm-hmm. so i mean it's all about enjoying that experience not only yours but the ones you have around you i was telling joe i was like it's like 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 enjoying other people's perspectives and cultures and moments mm-hmm. it's like it's like a camera you look and you you directly at the camera right now but what happens when you shift left and you begin to play with the lights and the shades that's all around you life becomes richer you see textures you see levels mm-hmm. and that's what those perspectives are allowing you those levels and those textures you know yeah that's man that's deep you're so you, wise you should you should write a book how'd you get so deep thank you <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah it sounds like you know what it sounds like freedom yeah there's like no resistance when you're like i'm just experiencing you you right. know <laughs> i don't own you i'm just experiencing you. you yeah and then you you don't feel so like because i used to be like territorial i used to be mm. like don't touch him don't <laughs> yeah i'm your only girlfriend i'm your only friend that's a girl yeah. like you know what i mean like i didn't, I didn't like none of that mm. and you know i'm still a little like hey now yeah. We're, we're an all-star yeah we, we get our yeah. game on but no um but i'm still i'm learning more and more that life is not only a feeling process and we don't just and we experience people and when you like embrace that process mm-hmm. and you embrace the fact that i don't own you mm-hmm. and you move freely mm-hmm. and i don't try to i can exert my energy and things that i do that mm-hmm. i do control yeah. like myself yeah my yeah. happiness mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. things that i accomplish so yeah they say the only two things you can control in life are your activity and your attitude really yeah it really is yeah yeah and they say um the people that are the happiest and the most positive are the ones that only worry about what they can control what the things they can't control <laughs> oh man yeah yeah that's definitely that's, I, I definitely try to be that yeah. i like to think i'm like that yeah we, we all try <laughs> yeah we all we all do yeah. our best i, I like know? to think i'm like yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> so um so you guys came to California in 2019. That's only a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah then, we're going on three years now. Wait, then, when I met you 2019. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought you have been here longer. <laughs> I thought you have been here longer. Okay. No, yeah, Sorry. I got here. Go uh, I got here at, the, at January 1st, 2019. That's awesome. Wow. And it's kind of funny because you guys are here. How was 2019 in California? What was that like for you guys? Oh, man, it was it's crazy it's california yeah. you're going from florida to california like it's different races i didn't know existed really? it's different well, foods i didn't know existed it's different places i didn't know existed yeah. and you know that sad side of me is all about adventure so i hit the ground running i wanted to see do smell taste and like anything so you, i could you came yeah. in with like excitement and, and like let's, arms let's wide do it. open yeah, i yeah. came from el paso texas like where there was nothing <laughs> yeah. around me you know yeah. so i'm here now and i'm like oh my god yeah. so yeah i came in like with an open heart yeah and then you came to the bay area too which, which is, was perfect like you said multicultural perfect. diverse they would have like, ate me alive in la 
Yeah. He'll be like, oh, you nice, huh? They're gonna eat me alive in LA. <laughs> I like that. I'm better now, so yeah. they probably won't eat me alive now. Yeah. But the old me, I was still like performing in church dresses. So, mm. oh wow, yeah. Well, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, right? thank God I yeah. ended up in the Bay first. Yeah, <laughs> thank yeah. God. the Bay is chill. It's, it's a lot of people are down to earth, and especially in the art yeah. scene, the music scene. Yeah, everyone, you know help each other out so. and that's i think the bed is also where i met a lot of uh women creatives that was just a space i don't know what it is yeah. about the bay mm. but i've met so many ambitious women yeah. throughout this process um my last uh video shoot i did rise 2020 it was an all-female production crew from the behind the scenes photographer videographer the direct videographer the director um mm. we had uh mua on scene we had like artists that are all female production from the editing to the shooting you know, and I, I, I proudly say that was on purpose. That's that was on purpose. Over That's time, beautiful. I've been able to build a network of powerful mm. women, and it feels so good when projects come out and we see them, and they're like, "Man, that was good. Who did it?" And I'm like, "Here's her. Here's her number. You know, mm. this is these are her mm. fees. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Fees, yeah, yeah. So." Yeah. Well, I want to talk about how we met real quick. Oh yeah, it was from a woman all woman event. Um, yep. Shout out to Desi and Ev. Yeah, yeah. we had the been here, yeah. the Chrysalis Space. Chrysalis Space. Um, she was performing. Okay. One of her music, and I'm just like, who is this person? Yeah. <laughs> like everybody was feeling it. You know, what I'm saying all woman event, and it's all Thank about you. just connecting and through music and healing. So. Yeah, and Joe was shooting. Yeah, was and we really got to know each other at the treehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Treehouse energy. Treehouse, big treehouse energy. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. yeah. That was a crazy space. Yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy space. You know, like um, you know how J. Cole did Revenge of the Dreamers where he rented out this big house and he just had a bunch of producers and rappers and and uh, like of all different walks of life. Yeah, so like a big creative Yeah, that's s- exactly really? that's exactly what the yeah. that's exactly what the treehouse was, mm-hmm. but it was like a female artist tradition uh the yeah. addition. Nice. So we had healers, dancers, singers, wound wellness, uh, anything you could think of from an artistic point of view, we probably had it there. Video for photographers, mm-hmm. videographers mm-hmm. who who ran the things were uh women, so yeah, I think 2020 kind of brought out more create creators too. Or oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. allowed people to. Well, it made people wake up. Number one, cause, yeah, I, I said 2020 was the year of clarity. Yeah, so like um, when it happened, I had to speak for a big uh, company Zoom, like 5,000 people, and I had prayed before. Again, I'm not religious, but I prayed. I said, yeah. "It's 2020. We yeah, got to switch it yeah. up." <laughs> I do believe in God and all that, but I'm not religious. Yeah. Um, I believe so. I was like, just give me something good to give them because it was five thousand people. Yeah, and I was like, it just had happened, yeah. and I'm like, I have to, I have to leave them with something good, you know? <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, and so what came to me was God said, I put life on pause mm. so that you can reevaluate every single area of your life, your mm. faith, your family, mm. your your finances, your fitness, whatever you're doing, mm. and if you're doing the right thing, go hard. Like go yeah. hard and keep going. Yeah. If not, now is your time to change. Mm. Because when I put life back on play, you're going to miss the opportunity if you don't take advantage of it. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's so many people that, that started a side hustle or a business Facts. or went back to what they knew best, right? Facts. This mm-hmm. podcast came out of that. Yeah. Because I, I was in financial services for the last decade and I was always creative. That's crazy. But I felt like I was like, I couldn't be myself. You know what yep. I mean? Like I had to fit into this mold that it wasn't me, mm-hmm. but I, I was like, you know, this is a good business. I make money, da, da, da. Yeah. But it wasn't me. 
And then I, I learned that there's this whole creative space with YouTube and social media. And I was like, wait a minute. And then Joe Rogan signs a deal for a hundred million dollars. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, there's like big money in this. Yeah. And the rest is history. Right. Yeah. And then that the Bliss Seekers was birthed out of that, right? Mm -hmm. So um I truly feel like 2020 was a time where, you know, because I don't know if it's just the vibe that we're in because the tribe that we're meeting lots of creators but almost everybody I, I meet recently has said that they made a change in their life and it's always for the better yeah. mm. spending more time with your family Man, that's so good you know what i mean like we were so especially here because you know you're from florida it's a little yeah. more slow pace right yeah the yeah. bay is like go 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 rat race uh, yes yeah and now it's like well for the past year it's like stop it's been a little slower yeah yeah for sure yeah people got to got to just think and and, and reflect and facts yeah and then you guys started your business your trucking business in yep. 2020 you know i went hard for 2020 I said 2020 was the year of clarity. Mm. Uh -huh. And if you were paying attention, you got to really see who people were. Yeah. You really mm. got to see who you were. Uh -huh. You really got to see what you were made of. Right. Um, cause I some, like that. Made of. Yeah. Because when you're sitting in a room by yourself and oh, the only person you got to talk to is you. <laughs> and the only part of people you like, you know, think yeah. about like the grown man that had to move back home with his parents. Yeah. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, it ain't under no like fruition other than like the pandemic. Yeah. And it just made sense for him to be in the space there and to only be in that space and to not talk to anyone else physically. You got to face yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to see what you made of. And that's in a small, simple form. We ain't yeah. even talking about people that like got housed with like abusive like partners yeah. or yeah. parents yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. or, or family members. Like we, we don't think about that. We don't, we don't think about like they've been locked up with those people for nine months. Yeah. What trauma had they possibly been through? Yeah, and yeah. and we feel for every, anybody who's gone through some bad stuff during this time. We feel for you, um, and uh, and you know, hopefully they can turn it into something positive. But there has been a lot of good that has come out of this. Yeah, you know facts. I mean? I mean, I don't know. Did you create a new side hustle? Did you find something about about yourself? Leave it in the comments below. Let us know. Yeah, name uh, one thing or two thing that came out for you. The biggest things that came out for you for twenty twenty. Yeah. Well. Um, well, what I want to I want to add to that. Like, uh, I want to say twenty twenty is the greatest awakening. Yeah. I mean, we we all still continue to be awakened. Yeah. Depending on how much work you're doing with yourself and stuff like that, digging deep, right? Yeah. Being in that room by yourself, like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna do this? How yeah. am I get to that place? How am I gonna do that? So to me, it's like, okay, I have all these dreams and goals, but how am I gonna do that when the world is closed? Right. Man. That, that's, that rhymed, right? <laughs> anyway, so it's Bars. like, okay, maybe I did pray. I was like setting intention. Okay, please, universe, give me something that I could do and continue to create and do something I enjoy. Yeah. And that uh, I could do any day of the week or whatever. So, and that gets me somewhere and help pe to help people, a big amount of people. And that's, I think that's how I attracted Isaac. I'm like, hey, he hit me up and talk about YouTube. I'm like, yeah, I like podcasts. <laughs> I, I listen to podcasts actually every week. Yeah. Yeah. And I like conversations and, you know, the big vision. And we've known each other since three years ago. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah why weird. not? We just like met in a lunchroom <laughs> at my old company. Yeah. And we just talked, we talked for a long time. Yeah. And uh, we kind of clicked. We were very similar, uh, yeah. both of us. And, um, and she was probably the the person I knew that because she she called or we spoke I think it was in 2019 or or 17 18 mm -hmm. and she's like I'm following my dreams I'm gonna be a photographer <laughs> yeah. and I was low key like 
jealous. I was like, I wish I could do that, you know? Like, I wish I could follow my dreams. But I'm, you know, I wouldn't say I'm stuck because, you know, my old company, I learned so much. They yeah. built me to who I am now. I helped mm-hmm. a lot of people. I have a passive income from that. So yeah. I'm very happy about that. But I just felt like, you know, like there was something different. My purpose was something different, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, the Bliss Seekers is we want to inspire people to find their true purpose. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what is there in life to do other than to live your purpose? Mm-hmm. You got nothing yeah. but time. Yeah. yeah, it's something I want to add to to this. Uh, you know, when I told you I'm going to follow my dreams and be a photographer, it came from pain. Mm-hmm. I went through, like, a horrific relationship to the point, like, as soon as it it's I'm single, I'm like focus on myself. Like man, I'm gonna go hard. <laughs> I'm like I wanna go follow my dreams. Like, you know, I've been through like so much drama and yeah. dramatic experience experience in my life. Like, through that darkness, I found my own light. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what's like. What am I? What do I love doing? Photography. I went hard. And when you do you know? that, it, it resonates. You you have that big energy when you do, when you <laughs> when you say, okay, what do I want to do? Yeah, I'm always I'm really big on actionable items. So and working backwards. So a good reads the company I work for is owned by Amazon. Amazon is really big on working backwards. Basically, working backwards is figuring out what you want to do and figuring out the steps that it took on the backwards end for you to get there and mm-hmm. then figuring out how can I make those tasks actionable items for me to do right now. So I really feel like when we work backwards and we say, what do I want? Sit there and you're like, okay, I want this. Yeah. Then you, you start, you begin to figure out mm-hmm. those actionable items to yeah. be the person that you want to be. And then when you, when you are and you like resonate and live in that space, people feel that. People feel that and yeah. they be like, dang, I want to follow my dreams as if we, as yeah, if you couldn't yeah. do it yourself. Like, so, yeah. yeah do the things energy. that excite you. Yeah. That's Period. what I told myself last, yeah, last year and the whole pandemic happened. Like, what does excite, what's exciting for me? Yeah. What are the things, you know, photography, being with, Facts. Na- being in nature, spending time with animals. Yeah, Facts. I talk yeah. to animals. So, <laughs> I'm a horse whisperer. No, I'm yeah. saying. Reverse engineering. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you mentioned that uh, Goodreads is owned by Amazon. Yeah, correct. Uh, that's awesome. Let's talk about Goodreads because I know you're really passionate about that. Love my job. Yeah. So, let's, let's talk about that. Oh, man. I love my job. So, Goodreads is going to be like the Facebook for books. This is going to be a place where you're going to be able to connect with friends and see what they've been reading, uh, what they're currently reading. You're going to be able to connect with authors as well as authors connecting with their audience. Um, you're gonna, it's, it's really people go to Goodreads from a discovery perspective, wanting to find something. Now, it's a good place to find books. It's a good place to, you, know, you you don't buy books there, but they have links where you can buy the books to like go to a place to buy the books. Mm. But it's really a discovery site. And I really, I really enjoy telling uh, anyone about it because I feel like it's a great tool for anyone to use, whether you read often or you read seldomly. Yeah. Mm. And by the way, reading is powerful. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't I know where it happened, but somewhere along the line, everybody just stopped reading, you know what I mean? Yeah, or so it seems. So it seems, right? <laughs> but the most successful people in the world, leaders, CEOs, um, the most successful people in the world read. Because they say there's something about the way you learn. If you read your brain, I think it, I think 
and don't quote me on this, I probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but <laughs> they say like when you write or when you read, your brain retains it more, right? Yeah. Versus watching something or listening to something, right? Yeah. Um, so that's powerful that there is, I mean, it's Amazon, right? So Amazon is a big company. So they, Amazon bought Goodreads. So Goodreads was a thing before Amazon, but yeah. They but they've they seen something there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Amazon started off selling books. I was going to say, they started selling books. They started off selling books. I do have the Kindle Paperwhite. Yeah. I I can get Goodreads uh, books from, like, how do you? Yeah. Because they're connected, right? So Goodreads is a site that's going to help you find books. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you can find the books that you would like off of Goodreads, and you could probably get onto Goodreads from your Kindle book. Oh, okay, cool. And also, Goodreads has things called Kindle Notes, where mm-hmm. authors go in and make like little notes and stuff within the book, the explanations and things of that nature. So it's like it's always it's it's a dope site. Nobody okay. know about it. Do and they I have an like, app? Yeah, it's an app okay. and it's a website. Goodreads. Okay. Where do they find the the website? So you can find you can Goodreads dot com. You can also find it um on like the App Store as well. You can also download it on the Android, iPads, all of that. Yeah, okay. it's there. Okay, and we'll leave it in the description for yeah, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Goodreads. Right there below. Check it out. We'll leave <laughs> Read it in there. books. Shout yeah. out to Goodreads. Yeah, yeah man. I um, mean, knowledge is key, and I mm. think books hold a lot of knowledge to them. And to add on what you said, I think the evolution of technology um, has played a part in that because, you know, why would you read a book when you can see it sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but it is a different experience to read a book. I always say the book is better than the movie. Yeah. So, like, Twilight, the book was way better than yeah. the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was so Team Jacob. Yeah. And then I was like, that's what Edward looked like? Yeah. I don't know. Where my teacher go? You know? So, oh, so you switch. Yeah, you know, we're not going to talk about that. It's real controversial. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. shut you down in the comments, Yeah, man, you, you don't know? want all the Twilight fans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, actually, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah. we do. Oh, man, who, are you Team Jacob or Team yeah. Edward, I'm still team, now. team Jacob. Yeah, Team Jacob. You, you okay. know, I'm a werewolf at heart. Um, but yeah, so you know, good. I think the main problem people usually have is figuring out how to read. Not like uh, the Bliss, Bliss Secrets podcast. Not actually the act of reading, mm-hmm. but what you doing while you reading? What are you sitting in? How are you sitting? Do you have snacks by you? Do you like to drink? Where you? Why you? Uh, like watching it? Like, what? Well, where are you? Mm-hmm. What is around you? What are you hearing at the time? Mm-hmm. Like, I I found out I didn't really like to start reading until I start writing a Bart, and I had mm-hmm. to escape a space. Yeah, and I didn't have a TV. I had my phone, but it was always like run my energy dry mm-hmm. and I needed a space to escape my mind like somewhere to slow down and I would put on nature sounds in my headphones mm-hmm. and then I would read because it kind of like cleared my space because some people I think when we're first introduced to reading it's usually as a task whether it be homework yeah or some type of requirement and we carry that on to our adulthood mm-hmm. so I don't read unless I have to whether yeah. it be instructions or like some type of manual or I'm helping my kids out with my homework right yeah. But what happens when I treat it like a hobby and I curate it to my liking? Mm-hmm. I know what space I like to be in. I know what time I like to do it. Do I like to do it in the morning? Do I like to do it at night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are the things that we don't really think about. Mm-hmm. We just kind of carry on these like little childhood, uh, yeah. little childhood like characteristics or childhood actions, conditioning into our, conditioning into our adulthood. Yeah. And reading is one of those things. That's powerful because I think you said it best. I think probably one of the main reasons people don't like reading. Well, number one, they probably weren't taught to read by their parents. Correct. And number two. We're forced to read books we don't like all in school. All the time. Mm-hmm. You know? All the time. Yeah, because yeah. I don't remember who I was talking to, but they said, I didn't not like reading. 
I was just not interested in the books that I was reading. Yeah. yeah. When when they found books they were passionate about reading, they would devour the books. Yeah. But you, you know? know, American school curriculum is trash. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trash, trash, trash. Yeah. Right? Trash. It's outdated. It needs to be changed. You know what I mean? Uh, it's outdated. It's fictional. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's trash. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> trash, trash, trash. <laughs> like, it's trash, man. Like, make sure, like, you're not depending on the American school system to educate your children. Yeah. Because it don't work that way. I, I, I love this meme. It always says, I'm so glad we studied parallelograms in school because uh, my parallelograms are, are due. Parallelogram <laughs> season is coming up, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I killed that one. I'm so glad we learned about parallelograms <laughs> instead of taxes in school because parallelogram season's coming up. You know what I mean? It wow. doesn't make sense. And, yeah. but, and shout out to all the teachers out there right now that's like trying their best to push this trash curriculum virtually. Yeah. Like it was already hard enough to try to keep the kids' attention with the with not with like falsify information basically yeah but it's, it's already hard to keep these kids attention with that with that type of information in person so the fact that y'all out here y'all are trying y'all are present like you are appreciated yeah yes. and some, sometimes that those a couple hours like that those kids are with you virtually are the only time that those parents have to think not even like like even go anywhere but think and be to themselves so shout out to all the virtual teachers out there, we appreciate y'all. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. you guys. I ain't got no kids, mm-hmm. but I got a lot of coworkers that got kids, and I be seeing them terrorizing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a friend; she was just telling me that her kids are like not even paying attention, and it's they're, hard. they're just like zoned out. And and then she says some teachers are like strict about it, and some. So it's, I mean, again, like I mean, it's not the teacher's fault, not right? at all. Um, but I I remember even when I went to high school, like. Most teachers, it, not teachers, most school was just babysitting. That's all it was. Like if I was getting an F or if I was getting an A, they didn't really care. You know what I mean? I was fortunate my parents cared because when I went into school, obviously I'm Hispanic. So my parents wanted me to be in AP courses yeah. or college prep courses. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was in wood shop <laughs> and I was in math A. <laughs> And I, and then my mom got my 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 classes in. My mom's a little little crazy, right? Yeah, good she for her. She grew up in El Paso in the projects. Good for her. Okay, so <laughs> she grew up fighting like every day. And you gonna get them AP yeah, classes? Yeah. She like I, I think I don't I think I remember her like busting the door down, <laughs> going to the counselor and being, "Can you tell me why my son doesn't have any AP courses?" And that counselor or the, or the principal was just like in shock. Yeah, she's like, "I'm not leaving this room until my son is in this, 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 this and that." And, but see. What if you didn't have a parent yeah. that was like that? You How know many I mean? kids are out there losing potential because yeah. they just stuck in this prison this prison pipeline system that yeah. we've like uplifted to be something to like groom our children? Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah, yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah, and, and so I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if anything will be done, but I guess the power of what's going on now is a lot of it's going back to the parents, right? Yeah, you know, facts. whether they want it or not. You facts. know, yeah. Like mm-hmm. my sister and her husband are going to start homeschooling their kids. They live in London, right? Yeah. And she was telling me about the curriculum and that she said they love it because they teach them how to be be critical thinkers, mm-hmm. how to learn about different religions, different countries, how people live, how to develop their own ideas and thoughts. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's how school really? should be. That's yeah. exactly yeah. how school should be. Yeah. And then, you know. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? Why did I move to America? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I love well, it. It's still, the great, it's still the greatest country in the world, but yeah. there's a couple I things that need to be fixed. I don't know if it's the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I always say well, um, we got some crazy stuff going on. I'm right a now. proud American. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always say I'm a planet Earth citizen. Yeah, I'm so proud of everybody. Yeah. yeah, I think I got blood ties here. Like my ancestors fought. Like, I mean, they got carried over here, and then they fought to have a place here. Mm. So I'm a proud. Uh, I'm a proud American. I, 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 I accept that with open arms. I love. I love America, but I love America for as many layers. I know it don't love me back all the time, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. That's just the relationship we have with one another. But America cannot deny the attributes and the things that my people have contributed to it. Yeah, so, I mean, I feel you on that one. Like, what I mean when I say this is still the greatest country in the world, like, it has its flaws, like every country does, especially now. Facts. Mm. I don't think ever in my lifetime, 43 years, have I seen the country this divided. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Like, Let's see. In my time, my lifetime. Oh, okay. We talking about. Okay. I'm, not, I'm talking my about my lifetime. Bro. I'm talking about 1977 to now. Oh, I right? thought we were saying in general. No, I'm not say, talking what? about generally. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not talking about before 77. But since I've been able to understand what's going on, yeah, I have not seen it this divided. Mm. You know what I mean? There's been some funny presidents, but I've never seen it this divided. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, what I mean by that is like, you know what? In the end, no matter what, if you make no excuses and you bust your butt and you go out there and go after what you want, you'll be able to make it. That's what I mean. Like, let's say if we grew up in, like, uh, uh, you know, Syria, right? Okay, he gave me the okay, right? You know? I, I didn't want to say yeah. it, but let's say we grew up in Syria. There's a, there's some stuff going on there where people don't have freedoms. They can't Thanks. do things. They can't just start a podcast if they wanted to, yeah. especially talking about the government. Yeah. I mean, they would be gone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they would disappear off the face of the earth. Thanks. So, um, you know, that's what I mean by, I mean, this is truly a free, Mm -hmm. so to speak, so to speak country, right? But I do understand that some people have a different experience than others. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that. Do you you think freedom is subjective? Uh, What do you mean? So, So do you think that um, what, what I think is freedom may be different from like what you think is freedom? Or do you think freedom in itself, is, it just is what it is? Like, to be free is what it is? What, what I mean by freedom is, uh, like, we can pretty much do what we want. Uh, so, so, so what I mean is, like, like I said, other countries, there is really is no freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. You have, there's no uh, elections. Mm-hmm. There's uh, no opportunity to just start a business or whatever. There's no opportunity to you know do stuff and i know it's also it's also regional in this in this country yeah. too well also women's rights i want to add yeah like other countries right. don't have women's, women's so other rights, countries yeah. women can't so my one of my great friends she was born in saudi arabia yeah they barely were able to drive if you show your hair in that country they they can kill you mm-hmm. and it's okay no no one will get in trouble yeah in order for you to speak a man has to accompany you and speak for you yeah you got me fucked up yeah <laughs> right <laughs> I, that's t- not gonna i'm talking about 2020 yeah right? yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong i truly understand no no i'm, I'm here I'm depending here. on the color of your skin in this country you have a little more freedom or, more or not less, we, yeah. we just seen the best example of it a couple of days ago on capitol hill i'm not like, gonna cap that was just yeah. so fun to watch yeah. i hate that i had so much fun watching it yeah I, that was I, nuts, movie. I feel bad i know I, I don't feel bad i don't feel bad i had fun watching it i yeah. mean because i mean from an african-american woman's perspective that that is nothing new to me that doesn't surprise me i'm not like oh they stormed the capital like that's that, okay yeah yeah Okay, white people showing their ass. Like, there's yeah. nothing new here in America. That's what they do. Think about it this way. 
as an African-American female, I have a unique uh, experience in America, not only being black, but also being a woman. So the things that I face as a black person and as a woman kind of collide at times. Thank you for tuning in. That was the end of part one. Part two comes out next Monday, 9 a.m. Please stay tuned. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next one comes out.